Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Down the blind, Andrew John. Inside for Elba. Elba will score. Elba will score. Newcastle and one. G'day guys, welcome back to the Rugby League Guru Podcast. Tonight we have got the first semi-final between the Parramatta Eels and the Canberra Raiders. It is a sudden death game, obviously. And the winner of this one goes on to North Queensland to take on the North Queensland Cowboys. That one is going to be an absolute cracker. Looking forward to that game next week. Uh, I think it's the side of the draw that I would rather be on. I think I'd rather go to North Queensland, despite it not being uh, ideal. I think I'd rather go up there than go to uh, the foot of the mountain out at Penrith. Actually, it won't be at Penrith. It'll be at uh, Allianz or Homebush or whatever, but the Penrith Panthers well-rested. No, thank you. I'd much rather take a punt on going up there to North Queensland. This game's going to be a cracker. We'll have our full preview of it a little bit later today. We'll give you our same-game multi and our predicted result, uh, but we're going to go through the coaches' clipboards now. Now, you would have seen some of these on social media already today. Uh, they would have been up by now, so you can have a look at those or have a look start to have a look at them. Uh, but we'll go through, first of all, Brad Arthur. So obviously two coaches' clipboards, Brad Arthur and Ricky Stewart. Uh, obviously Brad Arthur coming off a pretty poor loss last week against the Penrith Panthers. Ricky Stewart coming off a big win there that he'll be very happy with. This one obviously means a bit too sticky. One of his former clubs, the Parramatta Eels. Uh, so we'll go through Brad Arthur's first. Now the very top thing on his chart, in my opinion will be to limit Joey Tapanay's impact. And very similar to whoever played the Canberra Raiders last week, the Melbourne Storm. I think he's the form player in this competition right now. So I know some people probably say, oh, you're repeating yourself there. But I mean, literally, if you can stop this guy, you will go a long way to stopping the Canberra Raiders. How you do it, I have no idea, though. He can beat you in so many ways and have an impact on games in so many different ways. We'll read out what we've got written down here. So limit Tapanay's impact. I personally think it would be fair to 
Tapanay, Tapene, the informed player of the NRL at the moment. The loss of Adam Mellett is a huge one for the Raiders, but it could spell even more trouble for the Eels if it means that Tapanay plays even more minutes than he usually would. You can't stop him, but you can limit his impact. Obviously, Adam Mellett, he has been ruled out of this one, which is a massive, massive loss for the Canberra Raiders. It really does fuck up their entire forward pack. I, I assume they'll move Elliot Whitehead there. They've named CHN there at the moment. I think he'll play on the edge. I think Elliot Whitehead will probably jump into the 13 role, which changes a lot of things. I like Elliot Whitehead, but I don't think he's anywhere near the lock forward that Adam Elliott is, so it does make a lot of big changes, and it also means that someone else will pick up big minutes through the minute through the middle. I probably don't think it'll be Josh Papali. I think he'll play similar minutes, but I think Joey Tapanay, he has got the potential to play upward of 70 minutes here and have an impact for 70 minutes straight. So keep an eye on him. I think he's going to play bigger minutes than what he usually does, and I think without Adam Elliott there, Joey Tapanay being the sort of player he is, he will take it upon himself to have a huge impact. So the Parramatta Eels, they need to control him. Their big boys need to do a job on him. They cannot allow offloads. You saw what happened with the Melbourne Storm last week. He created offloads to Jack White and to a few other guys that led to tries, and then he's ball playing as well, which he's added. I think that he'll be going to the line in twos a lot of the time, and it makes it really hard to defend him. you just got to get bodies in front of him, and your first contact has to be good. A lot easier said than done, though. As I said, I wouldn't dare say stop Joey Tapanay. It's just a case of limiting the impact he can have because he's going to have an impact on this game, but there's very different amounts of impact that he can have, and you need to limit it. All right, our next one. And this is probably a really important one. This is probably the most important one on the board, in my opinion. Target Jamal Fogarty. Now, I made a point on Bloke in a Bar on Monday saying I have no idea why the Melbourne Storm started Nelson Asafa Solomona. Actually, I'll take that bat. I understand why they started him, but I have no idea why they started him on the right edge. For me, if you're going to start a guy like him on an edge, you put him on the edge up against the weaker defender. For me, the one to target is Jamal Fogarty. To put him opposite Hudson Young and Jack Wyden made little to no sense to me. I had a number of people that messaged me and said, yeah, but he scored a try running through the middle of him. If you watch that play, which I pointed out on our breakdown last week. It all came down to the quick play the ball from Jesse Bromwich. When you take your markers out of play and Harry Grant's allowed to run, uh, he dictates what the B and C defender do. And if you watch, uh, I think he was the C defender at that point, Hudson Young. He is forced to come in because Harry Grant just skips across the A. All of a sudden, he's at the B, and it just creates too much space there. So it came more so down to the markers than a good matchup, in my opinion. I think that most players would have scored that try that Nelson did in that moment. Uh, But for me, I would have put him on the other side of the park against Jamal Fogarty, and I think the Parramatta Eels, it's made a little bit easier for them. They don't have to change too many things. I think their two best players this year have been Sean Lane and Dylan Brown. They will both line up on that left edge, and Sean Lane, he has been on an absolute tear this season, and it's because of the good ball he's getting from Dylan Brown and the good spots he is being put in. So I would be doing my very best to get Sean Lane one-on-one with Jamal Fogarty on as many occasions as I can. I'll read you through what I've got written down here. We'll repeat myself after what I've just said there a little bit, but there are some interesting stats to accommodate this one. Target Jamal Fogarty. This matchup for the Eels is perfect. Their two best players this season in Brown and Sean Lane match up against Jamal Fogarty. I believe that the Storm missed a shot last week to really target him. I would be working my sets to getting Sean Lane one-on-one with Fogarty. Against top eight teams in 2022, Fogarty has missed four tackles per game on average. Against the bottom eight teams, he averages just 1.6 missed tackles. So when you go and have a look at the stats for Jamal Fogarty, they are a little bit skewed against the bottom eight teams. 
only averages 1.6 missed tackles per game, which is pretty neat, pretty tidy, pretty impressive. Uh, but those are the teams that really struggle to get at uh, certain guys. Their structures just aren't set to really target guys. You come up against these top-shelf teams uh, with good ball players, good line runners, good coaches. That's when you can find yourself in a little bit of curry, and it shows their top eight teams this year. He's averaging just over four missed tackles per game. It wasn't that far off being rounded up to five. So it's almost three extra missed tackles per game, borderline four extra missed tackles per game. So pretty wild stats there. And Jamal Fogarty, he is the guy that I would target. I've seen Luke Keary do it to him before where he just irons him out by having Angus Crichton getting one-on-one with him. I think if Dylan Brown can play a good game here and he can isolate him, I think it'll take the Parramatta Eels a very, very long way to beating them. That has been their strong edge. And what you will find is when they start to get him one-on-one, if they start to take advantage of him, you'll see the guys around Jamal Fogarty start to react, and that's when you'll create your space out the back, and that's where your upper chick as well runs a, such a good line out the back of Sean Lane, or next to Sean Lane as well, that Gutho will be creating space for him and Sevo. But Jamal Fogarty, he's a guy that I believe the Cam- the Canberra, the Parramatta Eels, sorry, need to 100% get out and get their juggernaut on the left edge, Sean Lane, one-on-one. We'll see how Dylan Brown goes with that mission. Uh, I have no doubt it'll be something that we'll be spoken about this week. Our next one is stop these two. Uh, and the two in the picture is Hudson Young and Jack White and the left edge specialist for the Canberra Raiders. For me, I feel that the Canberra Raiders, you know this is going to be a close game. The Raiders are going to hang in it. I think without Adam it is going to be a little bit less structured, the Canberra Raiders. And I think Adam Elliott is really good for laying a platform for that right edge. Plays a great link man role. I'm not as convinced Elliot Whitehead's going to do as good job. I think with a change to the right edge as well, I think they'll be less confident to go there. So they're going to be relying on that left edge quite a bit, which they are normally, but especially in a big game like this, I think it's going to be close. And I think the Canberra Raiders, if they are to win this game, there will be a play that comes from Hudson Young and probably from Jack Wyden. They tend to come up with plays every single week that produce points, these two. If you can keep these two quiet, I think you go a long way to beating the Canberra Raiders here, especially missing Adam Elliott. I think they're going to turn to these two massively, which they do anyway. There's no doubt about that, but I think if you can keep these two quiet, I'm not quite sure how you do it, to be honest with you. Once again, easier said than done. Jack White, one of the best running games in rugby league. Hudson Young, he can step you, he can run over you, he can kick past you, he can offload, he can do it all, Hudson Young. That's why I think he will be a kangaroo in a few weeks time. Going to be a massive test for the Parramatta Eels right edge that is Mitch Moses and the boys out there. It's going to be a huge test for them. Panasini, Wonga, Blake. I think the Penrith Panthers got to them a couple of times the other day, the other night, uh, last week and they they barely survived by the skin of their teeth on a couple of times. So I think it will be something that the Canberra Raiders ten, can take advantage of and that Parramatta edge needs to be up on these two and needs to shut them down. I'll read it to you quickly now. Safe to assume this game will be tight. Every week, these two come up with a play that puts points on the board. If you can control these two and keep them quiet, I think you'll leave the Raiders with more questions than answers. Yeah, plenty to go through there. I think they will be relying on that left edge, so it will be a massive mission for Brad Arthur to make sure he keeps these guys quiet. All right, let's move to Ricky Stewart's coach's clipboard, obviously taking on the Parramatta Eels, one of his former clubs. 
Kind of similar to last week as well, to be honest with you. I think the Parramatta Eels, everything we sort of said last week was was reasonably spot on with this side. Uh, we have made a couple of changes, though. Obviously, winning the middle, that's our first point. And we said it last week, and I think it's as true uh, this week as it was last week, as it is every single week with the Parramatta Eels. If you can beat their middles, or even if you can just equal up with their middles, it takes you a long way in games of football. Now, last week, Junior Paulo and Regan Campbell-Gillard, they had good games. They both went for about 155. 160 metres, which is about on average for them across the entire season. And for me, if you can just keep them at an average run metres, I think that's enough. Yeah, as long as you don't let them go over that and they head into the 170 sort of mark where they can really cause some havoc. If you can keep it around the 150 mark, it's not ideal. You want them to go for less, no doubt about it. But if these two can combine for just 300... I would take that, to be honest with you, and I think that'll be a big talking point for Ricky Stewart. I think he will challenge his forward pack, taking on one of the better forward packs in the NRL to keep their metres down. Junior Bolo and Regan Camagillard, as we all know, are the keys to the Eels. Last week, both of them ran for essentially bang on their season average of around 150 metres. Personally, I think that if Tapanay and Papali'i can keep them to 150 each, that is a win for the Raiders. Yes, it will be a massive one. Obviously, you can tell by the first few sets how Parramatta are going to go because they will either pass and go lateral or these two will go forward and I think they've worked out how important they are to this side when they just go forward so I think the junior and Regan they'll be looking to make up for the loss last week and realistically the pounding through the middle that the Penrith Panthers gave them their sets last week starting uh, off kickoffs and after points were pretty poor they averaged about 35 to 40 metres across all those sets so they'll definitely be looking to turn that around and that will come through your front row forwards through these two big boys. So the Raiders and Ricky Stewart, they will have a target on these guys' backs. They'll be getting them on their backs in their tackles, slowing them down and trying to force them back in their tackles. All right, our next one is pressure on Mitch Moses. I think the Parramatta Eels, uh, well, I think the Canberra Raiders would have watched Parramatta last week against Penrith and just watched how much time Jamal Fogarty had to kick the ball. Uh, uh, Sorry, how much time Nathan Cleary had to kick the ball. It was just getting a little bit ridiculous. I personally personally think that Mitch Mose will do the vast majority of kicking. In fact, I know he will do the vast majority of kicking. We've seen it the entire season. Kick for something like 600-odd metres or something last week. I think it was Dill Brown who had two kicks, and I think Reid Marnie might have had two as well. The rest of them came from Mitch Moses. The only time... The Parramatta Eels were on the front foot last week against the Penrith Panthers was when Mitch Moses was getting the ball a little bit earlier in the sets, third and fourth tackle, and kicking for field position, and when he saw space in the backfield. Now, he kicked two forced dropouts at one point that really had Penrith on the ropes, and then Junior Bolo came up with that knock-on and then into the scrum, into the penalty, which really just let them off the hook, the Penrith Panthers. The Canberra Raiders, they do not want to find themselves in that position. If Mitch Moses is feeling comfortable kicking, you find yourself in a little bit of courage very early. Has to feel uncomfortable. I said the same thing last week with Nathan Cleary and I'll say it again here with Mitch Moses from the Canberra Raiders. I am willing to give away an early penalty to let Mitch Moses know that we are going to be here all night. I'd be giving Hudson Young or Hatteril Naira, one of these guys a, a job to make sure his first kick, he is pressured. He knows he's going to be pressured all night. Get him on the ground, wrestle him, give away a penalty if you have to. I'm fine with it, but let him know that every single time he gets that ball and he's preparing to 
the kick, there's a chance he's going to get whacked because someone is going to be there. I'll read you what I've got for Mitch Moses here. Pressure on Moses. The only time that I really felt like the Eels were in the game last week was when Moses had time to kick in the first 20 and had Penrith on the ropes early. With Canberra's big pack, you know Moses will plan to kick early. He needs to be under pressure at all times. And I think Moses will look at the Canberra Raiders pack, your Josh Papaletis, your Joey Tapanes, these sort of guys, and he'll go, you know what? This is how I tie these guys out. I'm going to have them turning their backs all day, getting back on side constantly, kicking early. So I think pressure is going to be key, and they have to be prepared for him to kick. There's no point waiting for fifth tackle and then applying pressure. You know he's going to be kicking on third and fourth, so you need to be up and prepared the entire set and sense when it is coming. So pressure on Mitch Moses. It's going to be incredibly important. We know how important kicking games are in the NRL finals. Normally the best kicking game will win the game of football. I think going into this game, Mitch Moses has the best kicking game on the field. So if the Canberra Raiders give him enough time to execute that, they'll find themselves in trouble very, very quickly. All right, our next point is the bench battle. Now, we spoke about this last week. We called it last week the 20 to 40-minute mark, and it sort of got thrown out of whack a little bit with the Talon May uh, sin bin. So I'll just read it to you so you can get an idea of that. We spoke last week about the 20 to 40-minute mark being the key to beating the Eels. This all changed when May got binned in the 11th minute and Madison went straight on. It turned into the 11 to 40-minute period, which the Panthers won 7 to 6. You'll see Gula and Horsburgh come on in the 25th-odd minute mark, they need to win this period with Tarpanay. So I believe in about that period, you will see Josh Papali'i, he will leave the field and you'll probably see Harry O'Neill or Elliot Whitehead, depending on who is playing 13 there, will probably leave the field. Those two will come on and they will join Joey Tarpanay through the middle. And this is the really important period because this is when Ryan Madison gets on the field. And you can see the importance of Ryan Madison. We talk about with the Penrith Panthers how crucial Scotty Sorensen is, the role that he plays off the bench. Ryan Madison... If he's not the best bench player in rugby league, I'd probably only have him behind Scott Sorensen, maybe Brandon Smith. You saw as soon as Taylor May left the field last week for a 10 in the bin, straight away Brad Arthur, he went to his uh, he went to his interchange and said, get Ryan Madison on the field. And he created a lot of havoc with his offloads and whatnot. And I think if he does get an opportunity to come on here against the uh, Canberra Raiders in about that 20th minute, I think it's going to be a huge 20 minutes from Matto. He will be looking to make a statement in that period. And we know he's more than capable of making a big statement. So those guys that come off the bench, they need to wrap up the offload. You will have about a five or ten minute period where RCG, Junior Bolo, and Ryan Madison are on the field at the same time. I'm expecting Matto to once again come off the bench and near Corey to start in the 13 role. So there will be a small period where all those guys are on the field. Eventually probably Regan or Junior will go off. One of those two will go off and then the other one will stay with Matto for another ten minutes before Matto's on his own out there and he's going to be the guy that can really break this game open. Plays a great link man role but also just just gets offload after offload, and his leg speed is incredible. He generates a lot of momentum for this Parramatta side. Their bench front rowers come on. They play really short stints, and then they get the big boys back on the field to take control in the second half. Ryan Madison, though, he is the guy that they need to stop. Emre Guler and Corey Horsman need to be at their very best because when the big boys go off in Josh Papali'i, potentially Tapanay, you need to be able to rely on these guys to really lift that intensity or at least hold that intensity. The bench Bench battle is going to be key in how they handle Ryan Madison. Once again, in that 20th to 40th minute, I think it'll go a long way to deciding this game. As we said, when Taylor May got Simbin, 
Straight away, Brad Arthur went, I need Matto out there. The Panthers, they managed to actually win this period from the 11th minute to the 40th minute. Uh, they managed to win this period 7-6. And you could see Mitch Moses, he went to the field goal to try and win that period. And then Nathan Cleary went down the other end and said, whatever you can do, we can do better. And for me, once they'd won that period, I sort of felt like, despite it only being one point or whatever. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. But once they won that period after having a Simbin, I thought that's it. Parramatta are done here. Penrith will run away with this one and run away with it they did. It's an incredible little period, that 20-minute to 40-minute mark, how important it is to this Parramatta side. So Ricky Stewart and his Raiders, they will be well and truly up for this one during that 20-minute period that they need to win. Guys, that will wrap up our coaches' clipboard. We will give you our predictions a little bit later on the podcast, so stay tuned for those. We have plenty of hats left at W www.rugbyleagueguru.com.au if you'd like to grab some of the 2022 merchandise we've also got a couple of shirts and a couple of sizes I think there's a few smalls a couple of mediums I think there's one large left over so if you would like to get in on those all the other sizes are pretty much sold out do your own research though go and have a look at it but if you would like to grab one of those get in there quick because there will not be many left by the end of the weekend Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.